Boom, what's up family, what's up family? Yo, you're tuned in and you're locked into the all new KCOH TV The Boost. And I'm your host, Cody. This is Dominique. This is Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love on people. Welcome back, family. Welcome back to another edition, another show here in the legendary studios of KCOH TV The Boost. I'm honored to be here. I'm always considered a privilege and an honor to be here to sit in these legendary studios and talk on these legendary airwaves. Today, we have two very, very special guests, two uh, very special co-hosts uh, in the studio today, and uh, I just want them to go ahead and introduce themselves. Of course, we're ladies first. Dominique, how are you feeling this morning? I'm good. It's early, but I'm so happy to be here. Glad. We're glad to have you this morning. And then Sharina, how are you feeling? Good, I'm good. <laughs> Happy to have you here this morning. Uh, we have a lot to talk to you guys about today, so you want to stay tuned for the entire three hours. We're going to go ahead and get behind the scenes so we can do some more practice and get, the, get these intros right. You know, Dominique is still swell this Sunday. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's all in love, all right? We have good, great gospel music coming for you. We got the rap. We got the ghetto. We got all that coming your way, all right? It's the show where we live out loud. Laugh out loud. And, and love on people. people. I'm your host, Cody. Dominique, Serena, and, and this is the KCOH TV The Boost. That's right, you're tuned in and you're locked in to the all-new KCOH TV The Boost. I'm your host, Cody. This is Dominique. This is Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love on people. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Listen, I do want to apologize. Let me just go ahead and dig right into this. I want to apologize for last Sunday. Um, we got some unexpected news my dad called me with and uh, we totally just left the show. It was like at 7.37, you know? And we just dropped everything and left and we just, I had to go home, you know, because I wasn't expecting the news that dad called me with. Uh, but fortunately, the Lord has kept me this entire week. It's been a long week, um, uh, but, but God is good, man, God is good. And we're here today for the entire three hours, okay? I promise we're not going anywhere. We'll be here uh, for the entire three hours. Dominique, how was your week? What did you do this week? Anything exciting happened for you? Well, I got all my Christmas gifts. Um, I got everything uh, that I needed for family, but I rested. This was the first week of real rest that I've had in a very long time. Um, so it was a restful week for me. Nice, nice. Um, did you give me anything for Christmas? You said what, I'm Christmas here. gifts. I'm here. Oh, pre- she's <laughs> I'm here. She said she's, she's our presents. She's the gift. Right, she's our presents is enough. My Praise. presents is the presents. <laughs> I like that. Ain't, ain't that a bar from somebody? Probably. Kanye was yeah, kind but of. he got it from somebody. Yeah, he definitely got it from somebody. Jay, what's up, bro? How was your week? It's a great week. happening for you this week? No, um, <clears throat> not strong, at all. Strong no. No. Okay. Um, no, everything's been great, actually. How was your Christmas? Christmas was actually amazing. I actually got to eat with my family this Wow, this, that was um, the first thing. Now that I got a gift. I got a chance to oh, eat. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's a gift. It's eating with my family is the gift. Got and you, I got, bro. like, six plates. Got so you, we bro. Good. Yeah. Got you, bro. Um, did you get anything special for Christmas? Did you get anybody anything special for Christmas? No and no. All right, there it is. Serena! We're moving on to you. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was great with my family as per usual. Nice. Um, as far as my week goes, busy. It's really busy. Busy is good. Yeah, I got promoted at work. Nice! Congratulations, um, congratulations. Put in my uh, paralegal certificate to use. Nice. Putting my paralegal certificate to use, and I'm a paralegal now, and it's a lot. It's a lot, but I'm super grateful, and I'm learning a lot. But yeah, I had a great Christmas. I had a busy week, and everything's good. Everything's good. Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? 
Yes, every day. Every I get my gift every day, which is life. Come so. on, <laughs> come on. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who cooked. Mom looking at you. Who's looking at you? Like maybe you me could. and mom cooked, so we made some in Trinidad. We have a macaroni pie. Well, here it's called baked macaroni. So we had macaroni pie. We had stewed chicken. Macaroni we, pie. Yes. Like, hold on, break that These down. Are my people. Break that down. Macaroni <laughs> is a big thing, and you know, macaroni is a big thing in our culture. You know. Yeah. So when somebody says macaroni, like what is macaroni? What is a macaroni pie? Break that down, Sorry. Basically, macaroni into a pie. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, only difference it. is when you make it, you put egg in it. And you put it in the oven. You bake it. Bake macaroni, basically. Okay. So. See, I'm not a cook, but she's saying basically like I know. I, don't, I have no idea what that means. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to cook, but I'm listening to you, buddy. Um, what else we made? We made some stew chicken yesterday, and we made something. It's a dish. It's called paylow. And okay. so it has it has rice. It has The rice is flavored down, and it has peas. It has chicken, and it's just, that's the works. Okay. So, All right. So you and mom collectively came together as a unit. What did you, you yourself, Serena, put your hands into? What's your specialty? I like making pie. I like the pie. That's my favorite pie. That's the thing I made. So I made one with breadcrumbs and I made one without. You made that? Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the breadcrumbs was mom idea. The breadcrumbs was mom's idea, but the regular one, you know, I'm just like basic. Like <laughs> we just made it the regular way. So I enjoyed it. Like that's my favorite. I like the baking aspect of it. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Come through macaroni pie. Can macaroni you, pie. I don't know what else y'all ate. Cause I know y'all had the meal I would want to. Listen, have. I had stew chicken in my plate. I had ham. I had. Oh yeah, she didn't uh, make the hair. So basically, basically y'all, for I those of you that are listening across the world, whatever Justin has had on his plate, Serena has also had on her, her plate because they're blood related, brother and sister. So they were in the same household for Christmas. Go ahead. Right, Jay. but the the crazy part about it is we ate like two totally different times. So when I came, everybody had already ate. <laughs> everybody was done eating, and they was like, "Oh, we were just waiting for you to eat." So now we can play games. I'm just like, okay, well. You know? Let me eat. Let me eat then. Better Let me eat like two <laughs> See, it's the rice and peas for me. So my family's from Caribbean too. And it's all, anytime I'm home, everyone knows you just have to have a pot of rice and peas. Absolutely. That's it's it. the culture. That's for it. the culture. That's all okay. I want every time. <laughs> like, since I was a little kid, there's going to be a bag of a pack for me to take with me. Amen. That's it. Amen to that. Amen to that. <laughs> no, I, um, I really enjoyed Yesterday that chicken. macaroni. What else? Your macaroni? What else? I really enjoyed the macaroni. I, no, I enjoyed everything. Literally, I enjoyed the entire meal. I think the only <laughs> thing that kind of threw me off was the ham, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. We usually bake it with the brown sugar and the, uh, there's like a glaze that goes with it, but, mm -hmm. my, but mommy, she does, she'll do it every now and then. Like when she's in the mood, hmm, I'll put some, I'll glaze it up. And then yesterday she didn't glaze it up. I'm like, what happened to the glaze? Like what happened to the brown sugar? You know? <laughs> <laughs> But it was still good. Like, I feel we was eating. We was eating. It was, was, eating, it was good. We was eating. eating. Like it was Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. Right. Feast it. That's a blessing, you know, to be able to gather around with your family and enjoy those times, you know. Take advantage. Take advantage of the times with your family because you never know, you know, when that day will come. Dominique, did you cook anything special this week for Christmas? Are you a cooker, first of all? I am. Okay. I am. I don't always cook, but when I cook. Okay. Uh, but it was just me oh. and my sister this year. I know what she was referencing there, but I really do. <laughs> I don't do it often. Okay. Um, but it was just my sister and me this year. Normally, it's us and my mom. 
Um, but she was just down here last week. My sister's gonna be there next week. So it was just the two of us. Okay. And the category was, okay, it's just us. Let's have what we want. And it was make tasty bites. That was my my sister's assignment to me. So I made a like like a cheese board OD. Like I made a bunch of like garlic crostinis mm -hmm. and then like every type of cheese. I made like caramelized onions Ooh, and all these accompaniments. And just so you can make, <laughs> I like cut up mozzarella and basil and balsamic drizzle and like just had a big old like grazing yeah. tray of snacks all oh, day. So I added fried ravioli to that because I was just hungry when I was at the store. I just got a bunch of things to like pick from. I made a really yeah, pretty. Yeah, you're hungry now. Right, I was gonna hungry. say, I'm just like, I'm sitting here, my stomach's just like growling. Like that sounds so good. It was so good. <laughs> I was very proud of it. I was so impressed with me. And that, that doesn't happen often, but it was, as long as there's more people around, I'll be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're in the mood. Yep. I, I, I think I've, I've accepted the fact that I love cheese, bro. I yeah, think. I made so much cheese. It was a constipation station. Constipation. Constipation station. They never talk about it. They never talk about it. I don't know if I'm a fan of cheese. What? I mean, I, I have to eat it because it's smooth. I don't think I'm like that. Who's just like a super fan of cheese? Oh, so my God. I had Gouda, burrata, mozzarella, goat cheese. Really? Um, I mean, every type of cheese you can introduce think of. me to these cheeses. There's and I, with the ta with the bites when you add the right stuff to it, mm -hmm. add a little jam, add a little pear on top or a little apple. If you go into like H E B, they have the mm -hmm. uh, they have like a depends on which one you go to. They have a wall and it's just like full of cheese, like goat cheese, That's blue important. cheese, mozzarella cheese. We have blue cheese. Mm -hmm. We have blue and cheese. Full of cheese and it's like okay, like I wonder what I can make that has all this cheese in it because. It be looking so good. It's just in the pack. I just yeah. love cheese. I, do too. <laughs> I just love cheese. Like that's what's up. <laughs> Are you lactose? Is that why? I am indeed lactose intolerant, but I still eat cheese. I'm lactose that's intolerant. That's hater by proxy. And I still eat like cheese like crazy. <laughs> I don't care. I love cheese. I that's the thing. Cheese. I don't think a lot of people are born lactose intolerant. It's, I read somewhere that um, it says sixty percent of people, by the time they reach adolescence, they're going to become lactose intolerant. So you're not necessarily not all people are, you know, born with lactose intolerance. So that's really interesting to me. Like that I'm, is very interesting because I've never known that, and I've always heard people like lactose, like I'm lactose. Like, I'm like some line. It's some line. and black people, you know, we get lactose more too. Really. I think Is it's because well, it's because our people we didn't eat flesh, we didn't eat all those things in our early days, and so our bodies are accustomed to eating as much meat and dairy as we do every day, right? Okay. We were godly people yeah. who didn't we didn't touch pork, we didn't touch all these things, yeah. and so after a while, your body can't take it. So for some time, you could go in, mm -hmm. but as you get older, your body is resisting. Yeah, it starts rejecting. Yeah. It starts and rejecting. it's like, nah, I can't process that for you know, like I, I used to no process rejection, it. Rejections in the next. 30 years, I'll be good. 30 <laughs> years, no rejection. There's, there's pills, you know, there's all kind of things that can help yeah. mm -hmm. slow it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'll slow it down. Nope. All right, nope. so speaking nope. of food, we're going to get off the air and let y'all listen to this great gospel music, rap, all this. So first, I was I was in the this morning. I was like, okay, I got, I got a new smoke. We'll start with the gospel and then get into the ghetto. I like that, all right? So that's going to be the new slogan. We'll start with the gospel and then get into the ghetto. Start with the gospel. And then get into the ghetto. Get into, the, get ghetto. into the ghetto. Let's get into this ghetto. All right. I'm your host, Cody. This is Dominique. 
Serena, this oh my Jay. gosh. <laughs> and this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love, love on people. people. So, it's Jay, I'm Cody. Cody and Crew. I'm Serena. I'm Dominique. This is Cody and Crew, show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love, love on people. people. Morning guys, how you doing? All right, pop culture. In pop culture today, Jay-Z sat down on a versus with Alicia Keys and basically stated that he cannot be beaten in a versus. Now that got the conversation, it became a trend and it started a conversation on who can possibly sit down and go against Jay-Z. And I seen a lot of, um, you know, debates, I seen a lot of videos resurface about, you know, Eminem and, you know, uh, Wayne and Kanye West and some names that can be put next to Jay-Z and I've seen, I've seen a lot of people say oh, Jay-Z cannot, a lot of, I, I think there's people on this panel right now that believe that nobody can sit with Jay-Z when on a hits battle. But I have a, um, I do want to ask before, you know, I direct this, this direct question to the person that I want to direct it to. Dominique. Um, How old are you? Listen. Let me ask a question. I'm I'm not, I want to base it on not just, because, okay, this is my question for you. Uh What decides a hit? Who decides what a hit is, right? I don't think that, again, I don't know if if the person that you want to tell me is better, if they even have a whole catalog that you, on Spotify, (laughs) that you can pick from. Okay, here's how I do things. There's two, there's two sides to it. I feel like there's two sides to every, um, you know, argument. With this versus, I believe there is the, the actual, the honest truth, which is, you know, some people, they're lyrically, numbers-wise, you just can't sit next to some people. But then you have, if you have another rapper like that, like you had Jay-Z, right? Jay-Z has sold a confirmed 125 million units in the United States, right? So that right there lets you know he has hits, right? But then you got people that came after him or came there with him, you know, same time, around the same time he came in, that are putting up almost the same numbers as him, you know? And they're as, not, may not be as lyrical, but they're, they have, they're lyrical, you know what I mean? And they can be put next to Jay-Z, they can be put with the greats. Oh, So that's why I'm, that's kind of... Different slanderous things at once, though. Uh, Slanderous? Slanderous? I I want you to pay attention to what I mean when I say this, though. I don't think anybody can sit next to Jay-Z when it comes to his impact. But if we are talking next music-wise, I have to at least fight at least for these three. Oh, There's three contenders. So I can't I'm wait going to hear I'm so nervous. I, I am this. going to fight for Kanye West, okay? <laughs> I am going to fight for Kanye. You'll be fighting for your life. But he's number three. He's he number three on the list. Um, definitely putting Wayne on the list. Because, I, yeah, Wayne. Wayne is definitely on there. And then um, I definitely have to put Eminem on there. I, I I gotta give him his credit. I do. I feel like hits for hits, back to back. I mean, yeah, I gotta give him that shot. What you think? The old heads uh the old heads are shaking in their boots stress. right now. The old heads are stressed. They like, shaking in their these boots young right kids now. Have no respect for nothing. <laughs> no, no, I no, I was I, I understand the catalog, I get all of that, but But that's what a versus is. It's a catalog. Yeah. We going back, we're going through 
So even when you say, right, people who have been as successful, maybe in a streaming age, mm-hmm. Jay-Z's been around way longer than any of these people. They couldn't. These SoundCloud rap, you wouldn't get that, go get that mumble rap back at Best Buy back when you had to buy CDs every new day. I'm not comparing mumble rappers to him. I'm comparing... I could compare Kanye West to Jay Z. Yeah, Kanye West, Kanye Jay Z was popping around the same time. Eminem, he was coming that's, out that's late nineties. Little 90s. brother, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm one. This is little brother. You can't sit. You're still sitting at a younger seat than me. Yeah. If I'm Jay Z, I'm telling Kanye that. Right. I mean, when it comes to longevity, I mean, Jay Z has it down pat. Jay Z's not going anywhere. You know, he's a rap legend. But there are some people that, like, I, I, the names that I listed. I mean, Eminem has been going the same. You know, and it's still going, if not right now, outselling. Eminem? Eminem is right now outselling all of the rappers that I listed. Currently in 2021. Eminem had one of the best-selling albums of 2020. Now, if, I don't know if that has something to do with the color of his skin, but what I'm telling you is, if we do a hits for hits, Eminem can arguably be up there with Jay-Z. Hits for hits. Like, if we sit down and we pull all of Eminem's hits, he can arguably go there with a Jay-Z. Now, I'm not saying he'll win. I'm not saying he's going to win. Because ultimately, the people decide. The hits, right. If Eminem is still pulling in all these, who's, you know, who's interacting with this music? You know what I mean? How is he coming out as, you know, one of the best-selling artists? People are consuming his music. I think that would be a good versus, too, because the same, it was the same type of audience around that time. Mm-hmm. Like, coming up, like, what was it, the late 90s, like, right. early 2000s? It was right. the same audience, so. That would be, a, a, I, I, I'm basing it off of time. I'm basing it off of how long these two have been going at it, and Jay-Z can come out right now and put out a hit, you know, yeah. 2022, 2023. Right. Eminem can do the exact same, and that's why I see it as a, a, a proper versus. For Jay-Z to say nobody can stand up next to him, now, if you're talking based on catalog, like who has the better catalog, by far Jay-Z has the better yeah. catalog. It could, But it's not called a catalog, it's called a versus, a hit-for-hit battle. And I really believe the artists that I name at the top, Eminem will be number one. To go against Jay Z for a hit for hit, but when you think about songs that you use in the verses, you pull in basically from the catalog, right? You know, yeah. The catalog of hits, right? But for Eminem to still be going this long, he had to have hits to still be going. He's still prime. Like you said, maybe it's just certain people who buy his music. Exactly, you know. And I don't think those demographic of people will actually be at the verses. You know, right. it's two different, two different type of crowds. Like right, which is audiences. why, which is why I asked you guys, more, what determines a hit? A more entertaining versus might be Kanye and Jay Z because there's more. That's the same type of people, the same demographic. That's the. I guess the same, that'll be the same audience ultimately. So it'll be more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's our culture we can relate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you put it in that perspective, of course. I I think. I I mean, I'm just saying that because that's how people. How people just, I guess, generally, you know, look at it. You know, yeah, when, they, yeah. when they don't look into the numbers of it, to the uh, numbers aspect, aspect of it. They look at they the same audience. Control. Like, if you look yeah. at, uh, what was it, uh, Beanie Man versus Buju Bantan, um, who else? There was a couple of verses, and they had the same audience, so that's what made it interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, yeah. it drew the same crowds of people, yeah. and so everybody was like, oh, my gosh, we're looking forward to this. So Eminem and Jay-Z, it might be a good versus, but... That audience, that the specific mm-hmm. audience that might listen to Eminem and not listen, not so much listen to Jay Z, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna kind of cause a seesaw type yeah. situation. Yeah, and the response, will, the response will kind of be unbiased. You know? Yeah, absolutely. The, That's uh, kind of what I wanted. Like, I, I wanted to be a full blown, unbiased 
conversation. Yeah, so definitely, I, I think it wouldn't be. <laughs> bias or unbiased? I think unbiased. bias. Bias? I mean, unbiased? I mean, I, I don't want, I want, I want to be able, I want it to be a versus. I don't want it to be, because the way you guys just explained it is this, it's like we're trying to appeal to a certain, you know, I want to grab, you know how Eminem has a different audience? I want to grab his audience. I want to see his audience. And I want to see Jay-Z's not, audience. But then you're not, if we got to go and have your audience come, it's not even impactful. The, the spirit of the verses mm-hmm. came up, right, during COVID and bringing our audiences together. It's mm-hmm. not about, I think. I pick Wayne. I actually do pick Wayne. Okay. I, because if you're talking about the longevity mm-hmm. of artists, like that's the reason why Jay Z can say that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain times Jay Z and Eminem were had the same audience, but Jay Z was here before him. He's gonna be here after him. Mm-hmm. Like he's been around so long. And I think that's why he can say that. But Wayne has also grown up in his own respect mm-hmm. from <laughs> right Cash Money right. and has right. really grown and his own empire. Too grown up under uh, his own people who raised him in his artistry. So I think Wayne is somebody. I still don't think he gets the flowers that he deserves. At all. Honestly. He doesn't. Like, Wayne. 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 He yeah. doesn't. Yeah. He don't get the flowers he deserves. Wayne and was on a run. A crazy run. He was on a while. Like, what was, what, like, what was y'all's most impactful Wayne? Hmm. If we had to decide a Wayne track that was most impactful. Or, or mixtape. Like what, what was it for you when you think of your Wayne head? When I think of Little Wayne, I think of a Millie. That song Millie Millie. What yeah, is it? Six foot, seven foot. That's what I, I when I when I as soon as I hear six foot, I say seven foot. Legendary. No. For what about me, you? it was 2010, no ceilings. That, that mm-hmm. whole part, I know every word of every song. Lollipop. <laughs> that was one of his big hits. Yeah. How many? Like but do you think Lil Wayne can stand the test with some of today's rappers? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Have you heard his 21, 21 feature run? Oh, he could go. He could go twenty-one. Have you heard Wayne's 21, 2021 feature? Crazy. He's still in his bag. He's still rapping like he's hungry. But you know what? He's still acting like a dude who's like that. And I think that's why people don't give him the respect they give Jay-Z. Because mm-hmm. Jay-Z has evolved as yeah. a businessman, how he carries him. Yeah. Wayne, I feel like he's still Wayne. Wayne, Wayne like still Wayne. Tight jeans and bands. But we like, need we need Wayne. We need that we need oh, that yeah. Wayne. Yeah. I don't want with your Wayne. I'm sorry. I can't do no, it. No, and I don't think he ever I don't think he would no. be. It's not even I'm not I take that back. I don't mean mature Wayne. I don't want business aspect Wayne. I want we don't have a choice. Yeah. You don't have a choice. You don't. don't, don't have a choice. It's evolution. It's yeah. evolution, you know. And I could and I say that so strongly because I do want that side of Wayne, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I've we we've had enough of the immature side of Wayne and I, I, well, I'm not saying immature. I just want him to rap. You know, Jay Z doesn't really rap. Jay Z's more so onto building right, a business right. and up an empire. And not necessarily immature. I just I just want to see a different side of Wayne. Let me see oh, gotcha. Like Go ahead, okay, gotcha. Keep in mind, there's an age difference between the two as well. So Jay Z was still kind of in his prime. Like he was still putting out hits, like real. He was still putting out hits like around uh, Wayne's age because they are younger in age. So we still have a lot more to see from Wayne, especially yeah. in the growth aspect. Right. Yeah. Jay Z's over fifty. Wayne is in his. Yeah, he's, I don't even think he's in his thirties. Late thirties. I think he's about to be forty. I think he started he's so young too. Yeah. yeah. He started as a kid. Jay Z well, started as thirty nine. See, he's late. Yeah, late see, 30s. Man. yeah that's he's a man. that's an age gap there. So ten years. So give him. I'm gonna give him about. Yeah, but is he on? Wayne, 
Is he? Jay-Z is 52. That's what I said. That man is yeah, 10 but, years older than him. But when Wayne Wayne started as a kid, like when did Wayne start rapping? Sure. Wayne was... Oh you take God, it, Wayne, you take their Wayne. trajectory as like the amount of time they've even been in the game. It's probably the same. Part of it feels like mm-hmm. every um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about his future in in 2021, 2020. He has the momentum. He can keep going. Like he knows how to appeal to this younger generation, and he knows how to collaborate with the with with those that are coming up, and the, the ones that are coming up now, they still have respect for it. I was gonna you know? say, is he an OG? Among he is you? an OG among a definitely, lot of these young definitely. ones. Like he's inspired the little Uzis. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's played a part in the Young Thug influence. You know what I mean? The image, just the image. I don't think we had anybody with Wayne's image before Wayne. No. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the he was like more. He kind of brought like the slime. He didn't necessarily say it was slime like, but he kind of brought that vibe. Yeah. And I think everybody else picked up on it, and then they kind of, you know. Remember that party like a rock star era, like that tight skinny a, jeans. Yeah, he had he a inspired. Was a strong era. Yeah. And he really, I think, was the catalyst for all of that. Like yeah. I don't know if dudes were wearing skater jeans. That's what I mean. His image, his, he inspired a lot of images and a lot of He's careers. And young future, yeah. I feel like young, if you think about all like the young versions, like you said, future. I think about mm-hmm. Migos. I feel like he inspired all that Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. absolutely. I was gonna say that too. I feel like it's a regional thing too, because everybody South will go hard for Lil Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. <laughs> no, nah, he don't. He he. Go ahead. No, you was on you, bro. No, I was about to say. I don't think he gets his own. Flowers. His flowers. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he does. I think he's good. I think right now Lil Wayne is just busy trying to manage what he currently has, you know? I'm, I don't think he's too busy focused on trying to even make new music, you know, because he is so paid, you know? Yeah. He's just like, I'm good. I'm good. Of course, he wants to put something out so that his name will remain current and relevant. But I, I, I don't think that, that that hunger that, you know, that, that we're used to seeing from Wayne, I think it's still there, but not in the mute, like not in the um, making music stage, like we're, we're, I'm, gotcha. I think I'm done with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only from Wayne though. Only from Wayne. I need to hear Jay Z again. I heard Jay Z on a couple features, yeah. and I did like him. I did not like the um, the Love All verse though. I just felt like he was rambling on that. But outside of that, I liked everything else. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I just, I just I, that verse kind of throws me off, man. I love Jay Z, but it threw me off. Did y'all hear that verse? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got not to really, not y'all have really. to y'all have to hear it. Not really. Yeah. To be a part of that conversation. Cause they said, uh, you said you saw someone on social media where they said Drake could go against Jay-Z. Drake cannot go against Jay-Z. Please <laughs> defuse that bomb that y'all are. Same thing, with, same thing with Pluto, Future. Uh, no, Future cannot go against Jay-Z either. They could probably go against each other, but no, not with Jay-Z. That's just not the same. That's not even the same generation. No, like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Oh, that's actually a great matchup. Future Drake. and Drake. Yeah, that's a great matchup. They can go they against They can. They got hits together, though. They got diamond hits together. But that's why it would be good, because they got that cross-audience. Right. Got those projects they can what? do together. Did we just come up with some? Future versus Drake? They're not going to do it. They're not doing it. Pull through, pull through. No, let's, I really want to see that. I'm gonna start pushing that narrative. Drake and Future. See if anybody would do it. Who would you like to see matched up in a versus? Just what you said. Drake and Future. Yeah. What about you? Drake and Future. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I would say Young Thug and Future, but it's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> young Thug. That's a good matchup, though. Young Thug and Future. I would. Uh, 
it's uh, if it's Drake, I know I do Drake and Wayne. Drake and Wayne. Maybe. No, well, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's like putting Drake with Jay-Z. Yeah. No, 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 two no. different audiences yeah. all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like Drake and Lil Wayne have two different audiences? Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. Coming up in two they, different times, too. Yeah, but it, Drake came up under Wayne. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So it's like... And that's even more reason for why they shouldn't be in verses, you know? That's why I think they shouldn't be in verses. Same uh-huh. reason I think that Kanye can't be with Jay-Z. Uh, I disagree. Kanye can be with Jay Z. Kanye, first of all, Kanye is over. He's always overcompensating. He would treat the whole thing like it's always a big brother moment for him. Like mm-hmm. I gotta be, I have to be as respected as my big brother. And it's like, why don't you just have some reverence? Why is he brother? <laughs> Seriously, why don't you just put some respect on the person who raised you? Why? He- you know, He's trying, I hear, I'm okay with it. Buzz me. Buzz me. No, but I think, I think, um. No, that'd be a pretty good matchup. I think it I would. Think it would be I think matchup. it would. You know? Even though Kanye would lose very badly. I was going to say, like, all matchup. of you is like. Kanye would lose very badly. No, to Jay Z. Do you really feel not, that way? Not, not very badly. You said that, like, Kanye is nobody. Kanye I has, no, wait, 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 wait. I didn't you said that. very badly. Wait, wait, That's did, okay, very okay. and badly. You could just say badly, not very and badly. You know? It's the Kanye. It's the Kanye stand in the room. Yeah, it's, it's the Kanye stand. And it's not even Kanye. You know, it's when someone's really like pulling for Kanye. It's like yeah. fighting about Android versus iPhone. Like, you know who wins. You're just trying to. Just, you wanna, she said, you know who wins. <laughs> just makes you feel That's better. So who was Kanye go up against? I can't think of nobody. Kanye is in his own lane. See, like that—that's why it's like. If we had to have a new age, um, all the artists that are new, um, in 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 rap right now, that y'all know of, who would you put (laughs) that y'all know of? (laughs) Yeah, who would y'all put head to head? Um, And I'm talking about the most current, Lil Baby, Dub Baby. You know, honestly, the babies stay on the radio. The babies stay on the radio. All of the babies is what you're saying. I I mean all of the babies. Who would I put? Little I baby, would put baby. If I had to pick right now, I would say Migos. I would just do an Atlanta because I feel like Atlanta rap like Atlanta running it right. Uh, now. Atlanta is running it in terms of and has mm-hmm. been for quite some time, and I think that we will eventually see like. Like a dungeon family, where that is this new age internet version. That's mm-hmm. who these kids are to me. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what their influence has been like. Like, they have a very young, like when you first had Outcast, Goody Mind, you had all these people coming up. It's like, I think that these kids are the new generation of mm-hmm. that. Just less smart, more a new way. Just a new way. Yes. Um, and so you can really put like a bunch of them on stage. But you see, I like that though. I like the fact that. The- us nowadays, we become an, an entirely new wave, so it doesn't wash away what you guys had created. You know, it continues to, and I like the fact that we got streaming now, and I like the fact that we have, you know, um, all those, th- you know, different outlets where we can access, access the music that you guys used yep. to listen to. Because if you look at TikTok you guys, now, how old are we? How old are we? Right, how old are you? I'm 31. Well, I'm 28. Some of this music's 20 years old though. That's going viral, like Timbaland. Um, that promiscuous instrumental, it's it, it's going viral, right? Like you see what I mean? It's TikTok and other other little platforms are giving these songs the 
attention that it actually deserves. What's you that know? song by uh, Natasha Bedingfield that went, uh, that everybody was doing on TikTok? You know what song I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And there were some dudes, I think from Atlanta, who remixed it. Yes, you know what I'm talking and, about. I just don't know. And the they rapped on it like very, very aggressively. They, oh, you know what? It's unwritten. Staring oh, at the yeah. black page before. Oh, the beat? Y'all hear that beat? Yeah. That, oh, yeah, see? So that. it's the good thing about TikTok, too, is bringing all these old songs back. It's like bringing them back to the surface. Yes. Like, I haven't heard that song until everybody was, like, doing it on TikTok. Shit, she did it herself. She TikToked her own song. Yeah, so, so. the age of TikTok is really, like, resurfacing some of the old music, bringing in the new. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of like it. It's, it's, be, it's, it's balancing really well. And everybody's able to get, you know, I'm still seeing outcasts going platinum. Mm-hmm. Just last year they went platinum. You know what I mean? So I, I love that. And for, and for some of these older, older artists, you know, it, it, it's almost as a benefit to them, you know, with the younger age group because it, the younger age group is kind of like reinforcing their music, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. we're still they're still. I say we because I still want to be a part of that age group. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be blessed. No, I'm just joking. Um, but that age group, that age group is still supporting, you know, Lil Wayne's music, right? Jay Z's music, you know, big names that are, you know, not not so much as relevant, but are still impactful, you know. Now, music is global yeah. now, right? You get music everywhere, everywhere and anywhere. <sighs> we got a lot to talk to y'all about today, and that's just a snippet of. We got more on praise, more on pop culture, and more on politics coming your way. You already know what it is. I'm your boy Cody. This is Dominique. This is Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Goo, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and love on people. And you're locked in to the all new KCOH TV, The Boost. I'm your host Cody. This is Dominique. This is Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love on people. All right, so let's just go ahead and get into this first of all. We had, a, we had some technical difficulties behind the scenes, y'all. So we just got word that y'all were able to hear everything that was happening behind the scenes. We ain't know that. We had no, we just doing it in real ghetto. Y'all just got some behind. <laughs> See, but that's the funny thing about how things work. Because we walked in here this morning talking about it getting ghetto. Right, right. Right. And we lived up to that. No, but big big shout out to those of you that are listening, you know, live all across the world and giving us your feedback. We really appreciate it. Because without you, <laughs> we apparently would be nothing. We'd still be talking right Listen, now. Listen, I mean behind the scenes and you get the entire full show. Uh but again, thank you to those of you that are listening and uh go ahead and call in. The show t- phone number is 713-319-8347. Again, 713-319-8347. The question of the day is, what did you get for Christmas? All right, what did you get for Christmas? Did you get anything special for somebody? Before we get into our politics, I guess we can go. Did we already ask that? What did you guys get? Oh, yeah, we did at the top of the show. So for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, the replay will be available, you know, wherever you get your podcast. So that's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, once the show is over. So don't forget to catch that again wherever you get your podcast. But call us today with the question. Again, the phone number is 713-319-8347. All right. Let go. So as we move into politics, the latest in the news is that the dog is getting kicked out of the White House. <laughs> story, story leads, it's very much out with the old and in with the new, as President Biden's dog, Major, is getting the boot from the White House. I love getting bloggers, how they so messy, man. Uh, getting the boot from the White House. It goes on to say in several biting incidents, followed by the failed training attempts 
to fix up the pulps seem to be the catalyst. Now, let me ask you this, Dominique. If you had a dog that you was just, you know, you built a relationship with y'all close over several, several, several years, would you allow, you know, the administration to remove your dog if this is someone you've grown up with? You have to. It's a liability. Okay. Would you press charges against the Biden administration, you know, if you had suffered any injuries, if you were on the other side, like if the dog had bit you? A hundred thousand percent. Really? What? What? I agree. <laughs> Oh, I agree, too. There's too many dog trainers out here for your dogs to be just biting people. That, too many. and then, you, if you feel like you need to have a dog in in the office, which is reasonable, then it needs to be fully trained, and yeah. it needs to not be biting anybody. And if you do happen to get to an incident where it does, you know, figure out why. You know, figure out why, it, you know, the... That dog is attacking people on several. I I just read um it was two major incidents, but it was over over some time. It's been I'd be mad, bro. Somebody took my dog and kicked it out. So I understand both sides. Um, on one side it's like train damn dog. Like it's uh there's so many dog trainers out here. You can train your dog, and you know they're not gonna be out here biting people and stuff like that. Like people actually you know, offer their services because they're skilled at training dogs and stuff like that. There's so many of those. That's one thing on one hand. But on the other hand, like a lot of people treat their dogs as their other child. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people like just as just as how you'll lose a human, um, you lose a dog, it's the same feeling. Like it's the same type of hurt, it's the same no. type of pain. No. <laughs> no. It, feels, no. it is. It, it feels is. Like it is. But no. you know what? When you're right, you can train Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Have you ever had a pet? And I was just gonna say that's and that's from a man who's never had a, that's from a man one and then two who's never had a pet. You okay. need a pet. We, it's a new season. We're gonna talk about that. After. I had a dog. Um, but I do think it is a hundred percent when you, you can train them. But sometimes, I mean, it's still an animal, and you have to be able to acknowledge when your pet is too much of a liability. I have one of my best friends. She's a pit bull. That used to be her around it was her and that dog for like seven years she has a kid now dog is very well trained he snapped at the kid twice and she's like you know he's just so jealous and i can see it and he's the only one he's ever snapped at is at her kid and one time he bit him and like he had to get little stitches and she's like i know i have to put my dog down at some point mm -hmm. she's like because you can't i can't act like the third time when something serious happens i had no idea the dog could do it right. you know they're telling you what they're capable yeah, of, right. and you gotta be real. And so they, they probably knew what we what we gonna do. Right. And then based off of the facts, with the she story down though, with the story, it seems like their He's dog, like the White House dog Major, was involved in one incident. Then they sent him to Delaware to have some professional training. Came back to the White House and had another incident. And then they sent him to training again with another guy. Who's so paying for like, this training, first of all, and what kind of training is it? Well, that's the question, what type of training it is, you know? So, because when you think about the Biden administration, the White House reaching out to a personal trainer for a dog, you have to know that they're reaching out to the top flight, the top flight guy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're reaching out to the best of the best. So is it the matter of the dog or is it the matter of, you know, the Biden administration not wanting to just get rid of the dog? Change what the breed. Kind of, what kind of, that's what I was going to ask. What kind of dog are we talking about? German uh, Shepherds? Right, German yeah. Shepherd. It is a German Shepherd. Yeah, they're shepherd. naturally, I, I'm not sure. Are aggressive, but, right? Yeah, naturally aggressive yeah, dogs. to the name, German Shepherd. Yeah. yeah. 
And does it make any sense to get rid of that? So I think they they got rid of their personal German Shepherd that they've gone with for so many years to only replace it with another well-trained German mm-hmm. Shepherd. Yeah, they have a yeah. new puppy at the White House, a new German Shepherd puppy named Commander. I don't, I don't think that's it. I don't think that that's a smart idea. You know, I don't think it's a smart. No, I would go with a different breed. That's what I was gonna say. Better yeah. go and get a Yorkie, a little them little cute little Yorkies. <laughs> Yeah, why, why would the White House have a Yorkie? They can have a Yorkie or a Shih Tzu, you know, something that's um, something miniature, you know? Because, yeah. like, like Dominique said, because at the end of the day, what's the dog in there for? I, do, I feel like every every first family has had a pet, you know? Except Trump. Except Trump. Except Trump. Mm-hmm. The, the dog, one? you know, the dog, it's the thing. It's part of their theatrics. It has a good look. Mm-hmm. It's part of the American family. It makes right. people feel good. Yeah. They have something that Trump did. He was one of the first in a very long time to not have a pet. But, it, I mean, his wife wouldn't look at him, so what was he going to do? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Shots <laughs> have been fired. First lady of the United States, the current one, she says she also wants a cat in the White House. The idea cats? I hate cats. Uh-huh. I, I, I've always said this, and I want, um, I can't have somebody in my house sneakier than me. Yeah, man. Cats are the most spookiest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I they jump cry. If I look up and you on top of my fridge, I'm going to get mad. Because why I are you up there? really care for cats until my boyfriend and I started being around the cat at first I was like oh my god y'all have a cat oh my god um being around the cat they're more self-sufficient you don't really yeah. have to worry about walking them. Yeah. like they have their own little rocks they know what to do cats are a little not a little bit they're a lot smarter than dogs they're more self-sufficient yeah. and once you train time. the cat like his cat doesn't really jump up on the counter and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff like once you talk well not really talk to the cat but once you train the cat once you train the cat once you train the cat it's like now it's, I see why she was talking to the thing anyway I'm not playing with you <laughs> the, you got, the cat just gotta be trained like you can't just from a baby so you can't just have it jumping up on the counter and jumping on, up on the cabinets and stuff like that but cats are more self-sufficient mm-hmm. like contrary to popular belief but dogs are more friendly dogs are more better to be around your kids and they're just they're more nicer yeah they have friend if you have like a really loving personality then dogs are like ideal but if you're mm-hmm. not so touchy-feely cats are not touchy-feely at all like i'm playing in her face she want to bite me like okay girl like fine i'll get out of your face <laughs> but it really depends on your personality the type yeah. of uh, yeah. pet that you get but yeah you yourself, do you want a dog or cat? I don't want a dog. I'm I'm a I'm a loving person, so I have to So have what a happens dog. when your dude doesn't want a dog? <laughs> he better want a dog and I hope he's hearing. <laughs> Dominique, what are you what about you? Do you have a dog or a cat in your personal life? Um, so my sister has a cat okay. and uh her cat's name is Mango. Okay. So she got the cat when she first started med school during COVID, so maybe like a year and a half ago. This cat is so famous. This cat goes everywhere with her. The cat got a backpack. Really? The cat, if she's there, the cat is there. And I think it has been great for her in solitude. It's great for people who have very busy lives. A cat is a phenomenal pet. Yep. Because um, they like to spend a lot of their day alone. And they, they like sleeping. So for them, it doesn't And they really, use the bathroom by themselves. They, they use the bathroom by themselves. Uh, but her cat is a travel cat. And he's very social. Mango. And you know. Do you babysit? No. I don't play all that. <laughs> He has a litter box in my house, though. Okay. So if he come over, he got a litter box nice. that I pull out. But but no. that's the only pet, um, as far as you're concerned. 
Growing up though, like I don't have a pet in my current adult life, but growing up we have always had pets. Really? We have a pet turtle uh, that lives in San Antonio with my mom. His name is Mufasa. A turtle. He is like how old? If I'm 31, Mufasa probably at least he gotta be 21. He's 21 years old. In, is that in dog years or no? In like, people years, like that. so. Okay, we he started out. He was like the size of an egg. Like well, you know, like those turtles you see at the zoo. Mm -hmm. He's one of those. Okay. So he started out very small, like this. Now he's about 225 pounds and he's huge. Like he wow. lives in the backyard. It's like I'm a huge That's animal dope. person. Yeah. Oh, he's so. I want to cool. see a picture he's of it. That's so dope. Cool. Oh, I'll show you. T turtles are really interesting to me. I've always kind of wanted a turtle, that or a snake. And then that or a fish. Like, I want a huge. Not. I think you should get a snake. I, I want, want a snake a right now so bad. That's what I'm saying. And see, my friend who's on right now, this is a person who gives me fish, snakes. I want a snake. I'm I want there. A, I want a huge aquarium in my career. Like, who says it's that? It's just Do they want a snake? Y'all both. Like a little corn snake? What's it going to do? Why not? I'm sleeping. That thing's slithering on my leg. I'm just going to. Nah, Frank, what kind of snake do I need? Feed the rat to the snake. You know, this because that's what they eat, like little baby mice. So what I is wrong with the baby mice, mice panel? I, mean, <laughs> I want a snake so bad. I We've been talking wait. about mango. Oh, my God. I'll tell you right now. We've been talking about cats. Uh, you you want to see me run trite? Bring a snake around me. <laughs> No, I want I a know, little I think that's snake, like something real cute. I think, I think it's the best pet for me. I, think I that's the New York in us because I cannot do anything that's not a cat or a dog. I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> thank you. Anything no. that's not a cat or a dog, I can't do it. Like, it's just, if I be like a snake, like we just chilling and it's just slithering. It's oh my god. <laughs> no, and they're fun. They're fun. I like, I like my snakes. only thing is, I don't want to have to live feed it. So, but I thought about it. Because you will end up with live food. No, but I don't want to watch it kill. I don't want to watch it kill the mouse. Really? But I've heard, I've read, you can like kind of freeze. If you still want to feed it a live mouse, you can kind of like freeze it. So it kind of gets still, you know? Where are you going to get the rat from? The oh, mouse. You got to go to a pet store. You got to go like the exotic pet store. Oh my God. <laughs> oh look, my sister on here talking about her cat. Mango is honestly, I think, but I think it's been life changing. I think that kind of companionship has been like super important. Mm -hmm, I can, I can see you with a cat. You can see me with a cat. A hundred percent. The devil is a liar. Why? I'll never have a cat. Never in my life, unless my wife wants a cat. I'm not married. You would have saying. to. I would recommend if you ever do want to get a cat, get it as a baby. Because as a baby, they're more loving and they come. Yeah, they're more accustomed. I think that's any pet though. You get yeah. them as a. You get them when they're older. Like even even just three years is like kind of old to be getting a cat. Like you have to get it when like a couple months old. Yeah, y'all gotta grow up together. Yeah, you gotta raise that little cat. Definitely. But Mango, he got all kind of. That's yeah, his name, Mango. That's my sister's cat. Okay. Um, I love the name Mango. <laughs> I was trying. He is, he got all kind of outfits. He has so much personality. He has a leash when he goes out. He has a backpack when he goes out. Hey, Mango, Mango, Mango living better than anybody me. ever just let their cats outside and the cat just don't come back. <laughs> they will probably do. No, that. they always find their way back. Believe it or not, they'll find their way. Yeah, back. they know how to get back. I know dogs know Ball how to get home. You can drop a dog anywhere and they'll they'll sniff their way home. Depends on the dog. I, yeah, if they want to come home, probably. I didn't, say they, I didn't say all dogs were smart like at all. I didn't say that. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna drop this, drop this on y'all like this. I just seen something that would be so funny for us to talk about on the air. Like, just, I just seen it. What you think? You can't ask me. You only see it the next Okay, babe. I'm gonna right. say it and y'all tell me what y'all think. It just happened on Christmas Eve, okay? Woman smiles in a mugshot, accused of killing boyfriend with a sword on Christmas that. Eve. I don't know. I just Let like me tell you something. I just read that, bro. 
I have so many questions. So many. Yeah. When you hear the story. I have so many questions. Oh. Still from the, still from Y'all want to talk about that? We can talk about that. Hold on, wait. Give me the headline one more time. Woman smiles in mugshot accused of killing boyfriend with a sweet. No, no, no. That's yeah. number one question. Ignore the smiling part. Okay, go. Accused of killing boyfriend with a sword on Christmas Eve. <laughs> she was so goal oriented, she knew what she was doing. Now, do you want to hear the story? Because I got the whole story. With a sword, though. With okay, a Donna, sword. That, and that's why she smiled, because she felt like, you she, know what? I'm She freed him out. in quotes. She what? Freed him. Nah, she freed him from some mess Of his doing. entities, in quotes. Really? When officers arrived on the scene, they found Brittany at the door and the sword in the front lawn. Her boyfriend, Harrison Stephen Foster, 34, was found in the bedroom with multiple stab wounds. <laughs> this is where the girl, this, this is where they actually tried to figure out what went wrong. Brittany told them that she believed Harrison had several other entities living, into, living inside of his body for the past several months. Oh. She told officers that by stabbing him, she was setting him free. So they're just crazy. All right. So nah, keep reading. You got to keep reading. Wait, no, but she also claimed that Foster had harvesting body parts from individuals. Ooh. Ooh. So they're weird. Well, she has been since charged with first degree murder and armed criminal action. Her little, she's, her bonnet said it two million. I have seen somebody where she said that they did meth before the whole uh, No, they did. Yeah, they, they did meth earlier today. Do not do drugs. Guys, don't do guys, drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't All do right. Drugs. So here it is. So <clears throat> so when you think about, so I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? Yeah. Are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. Are you a Christian? Yeah. All right. So the, as, as a Christian, the Bible teach, teaches us to acknowledge spirits by spirits, you know, mm-hmm. and then for flesh of a thing. Just, so, so it's a difference, you know. We as people, we operate in the spirit and then we operate in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And so for her to say that she freed him for whatever that means, like freedom of entities what does that mean like demons? he was pos- right that's what i'm asking Dem- it's not like demons entities that's yeah that's what, exactly what she's saying exactly. quote entities setting him free of his but entities. the word of god says we wrestle not against flesh and blood but spiritual principalities and wickedness and high places so if she be a christian you know you can't fight those spirits in the natural and so so you resolving it with the sword is not really a resolve because now you're in jail all right let's just talk Okay, she so finding more demons in jail. Right, herself. Right, right. So it's like, where did you get off freeing him? <laughs> but see that and that. You, you, you see how you was able to break that down. You see how somebody like me is able to break that down. Some everybody at this panel can break that down. Not everybody's there. Yeah, and no, that's, that's probably why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, right, and, that's, yeah. and that's probably why she's in the mugshot smiling. You yeah, know, because she's she reached the point yet. where she just there's no turning back. Like she made up her mind to do this. And she did it. No. And now it's the fact that she's sitting on the lawn with the sword for me. That yeah. that part for me, that lets me know you're, you're so far gone. I was going to say, this is a very unpopular opinion. But, like, she knew what she was doing before she did it. And right. Then, okay, right? If we talk about spirit, right? I do think a bad spirit can easily thrive just as long and far. And so if she had some peace with it, she's so far gone. Like, she's so far gone. And it sounds like she may have had a partner who was just as far gone. And she was in community with a lot of crazy. I like you here on the Cody Crew because I like your perspective. That is a very great point. You know, she was so far gone. Because when you think about spirits like that, that Mm -hmm. she so claimed that he was, you know, involved in. Spirits like that are very dominant, you know. Mm -hmm. So if they were in a relationship, those spirits are not only in him. 
they're also oh, in her. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. Because she had peace, like she clearly had peace. Like, and Listen. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not that's saying it was real peace or godly. Right. But right. like, she did what she planned on doing. Yeah. She reached her so far gone moment. Yeah. After she killed that man and went outside, sat on the lawn. With what she used to kill him. I'm a firm That's how believer. I know she's gone. I'm a firm believer in uh, spirits being transferable. I just and, feel like the oh, people. Yes. I feel like the people you're around. It just that can. You can pick up their energy. Oh, absolutely. You can pick up their energy, and I feel like it's one of those situations. I feel like they were both very disturbed spiritually, mm-hmm. and it That's led to true. his. It led him right to his death and right to her demise. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. And where she think that she's freedom is, you know, it's just really just caused her to be put herself in shackles. You know, you put you. Come on. you but again, a level of acceptance in order for her to get to that point, she had to go through yeah. a, something in her mind where she said, "Okay, I'm ready." Yeah, yeah. You know? She was prepared to go. Yeah, through. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was me. smiling in the most. That's like, what that's that's so far she gone. Said, I did what I needed to do. Oh, the drugs gave her courage. Oh man. Right, you know. So it's like, how do you sleep at night? You know, and you just killed your husband. I wonder how long, see, I have so many questions. I wonder how long have they been married, you know, and then how long was she allowing him to house? Well, her name is Brittany Wilson. She's 32 years old. I'm going to try to see. Are these black really, people or white people racist? Oh, she. I, I just want to show you, yeah, I, I will. Like, what are they? I want to show people? you the picture. Look at the picture. It's, it's hard to, I can't. So they're light-skinned. So they look like black see. people. Yeah. Oh, she is black? Oh dang, she black. Yeah, she looks like you, Dominique. The squint, the skin. This the hair, the hair. Y'all see the hair? Other people listen to me like that. Like Dominique would smile about. But I, I, but seriously, when you have she any, said Dominique would smile. Any level, any level of crazy that you kill have, like we had to kill on I am. I'm telling you. Nah, but seriously, if you have any level of crazy, whether it's a manageable, small level of crazy, or you can still. I'm not gonna say empathy. You can understand. I can understand when a woman is fed up. So when I first read it, I was like. Maybe that's where she is, cause she's on a whole different level of demonic. But mm-hmm. like, we can't underestimate what people are capable of, and then we can't underestimate the power of drugs either. And so I don't know. I just look at that lady and I think, someone willing to do that and sit outside calmly and peacefully. Right, I'm telling you. She already on a different level of crazy. We already cannot relate to her. She is there. So far gone. She's on a different planet. She's not here. Like, after the first, how are you even going back for it? 
Because at least the first time you do it, you don't know any better, right? You just you, The first you, one could do some damage, because this, this is a sword we're talking about. It's not like no itty-bitty <sighs> knife. It's not a chef knife. This is a sword. To still be so smiling one after do that, like all one stab, One stab could do some damage, but you had to do multiple, like, you was really... And then like, just sitting there, just like, all right. You gotta be crazy. You gotta be gone. That's another Nuts. level of crazy. Nuts. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't. I don't think that I'll ever get to. I, I not think. I know that I'll never get to that point. You know. No. Well, that take a lot of drugs. Or right, something. When I want to stab, get a sword. Mm. No. Now, if then, I was scorned, I think a woman scorned. You could expect different. You yeah. could expect different things out of a woman who's gone crazy over a man. No, nah, I would just remove myself from the situation. Don't put up with it, ladies. Just remove yourself right. from the situation. <laughs> it's not for real. <laughs> it's not worth going to jail. It's not. It's not. It's not. All that, and he's still going to ignore your call. Exactly. Uh oh, this is going elsewhere. I was about to say, this is a tough <laughs> Totally different, totally different topic. <laughs> <laughs> don't I do this. about to get on y'all, fellas. Put the sword down. I don't think I would ever. Have you ever been in a toxic? Oh, here, here I go. Have you ever been in a toxic relationship? For sure. Have you? No. She would. You? No. I don't think I've ever been in a toxic, toxic relationship. What identifies an, a, a toxic relationship? When, what's one characteristic that identifies a toxic relationship to you? Um, two people who are no longer seeing eye to eye and being um, truthful about their intentions and what they're doing. I think those could be. Ill yeah. motives? What yes. about you? Um, this is a good question. Um, toxic traits. Come back to me. Go to Justin. <laughs> one I think toxic characteristic. Uh, toxic, toxic relationship. I mean, I sum it up all into one. I think really just, ah, uh, you know what? And this is going to sound crazy. Communication. That's the yep. exact same thing it's I was really going to I was say. Gonna, I was communication yeah. because if you can't communicate that you're no longer happy and you're just staying in the relationship, that's toxic. Yep. That's toxic. That's toxic. You know but, what I mean? But if a lot of times you can communicate it, you don't want to communicate it because there's something you want out of it, right? It's, mm -hmm. Toxic, I think, is transformative. You usually don't start no, there. I have but, a. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something. I want to say. Something I'm gonna get right back to that. Remember that, okay? Okay. I think the problem is people are communicating, but people are not comprehending. There are what? lots of situations. There are a lot of situations where people, okay, classic. This is a classic case. A guy will say, "Hey, I'm not really trying to be in a relationship right now. I'm not really looking for anything serious." And I'm gonna be candid. I feel like there are women out there that have a notion that they can change their mind, or I can make him do this, and I can make him do that. Better. You can't make anybody do anything. You cannot. If somebody wants to go full throttle in a relationship with mm -hmm. you, they're gonna let you know, yeah. and you're gonna be able to comprehend that. The yeah. problem is, people are like trying to change somebody's mind. Like if somebody tells you straight off the bat, "Hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. Yeah. I don't want to be in. I don't want to be in a serious situation," yeah. and you're over here trying to. Make this Form fairy something. tale, yeah. yeah. You're trying to make this fairy tale lifestyle in your head with this person, like it's you're not, it's toxic. yeah. It's yeah. that's toxic. That's yeah, I feel like toxic. that's toxic. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, just like Justin said, that's my sister. Just like Justin <laughs> said, you know, <laughs> a, lack of, a lack of communication, and then also to piggyback on that, a lack of understanding. You know, if you if you if you if you if you suffer 
All right, I'm speaking to my future oh, he wife. Suffer. Future wife, for, for wherever you are, if you're listening across the world, if you suffer in that area, like if, if communication is not your strong suit, we won't have a successful marriage. If understanding and listening and comprehending is not your strong suit, um, I'm just not your guy, you know. And then there are seven billion other guys on the planet for you. Cody just happens to be not the guy for you. Love you though. <laughs> I love you, and I love you with the love of the Lord. But there's nothing. So Dom Dominique. So do you feel like did I get to your toxic trait? You said communication. Yeah. You said understanding. Lack so of lack of understanding for sure. I really feel like because I, I also have another question with this Brittany situation. So it's so random. Mm -hmm. How are they? How was she letting him house body parts? That's the part that I. And still why? Wanted. Why you already let like, a man do that? Yeah, that's not okay. I like. I feel like she also had something to do with that. Like, what were they planning they to do? Was body parts coming money? Like, if you sell body parts, you get a lot of money oh, for it. When you freeze them, yeah, when you yeah, freeze, freeze them, them. Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of money for it. So there was a monetary gain, you know, for keeping these Got body it. parts. Yeah, watch Squid Game. Say it again. I did. You didn't watch Squid Game? Yes, I. Did you watch Squid Game? Um, I didn't watch it to its entirety. No, everybody, do not get on me, okay? I'm probably the only person that's about to get on you. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, do not get on me because I feel like I'm the only person that hasn't the watched only, it. The only, the only person. You, like, oh you my god, it. watch it. I will. Please. I will watch it. I will Please watch it. Watch it. I, I will. love Squid Games. That was a, that was my show, and it was like only one season. No. That's how I know you're black because you said Squid Games. What is it? You, it's Squid Game. Squid black, Game. You know they say black people add it. <laughs> oh, everything. I own that. I own that. All right. That's fun. I love that. Okay. So we got much more. Look at Jay about to say something. Go ahead. Man. He's so happy. Free. Look at him. I was, thinking, I was just reading the entities thing, and it was just so funny to me. Um, who wants to set me free of my entities? Oh my god. Whatever 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 I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> what does she, she even what does she even mean, bro? Like I really want to understand this. Like she doesn't even have that power, you know. For somebody that man just needed the Lord. He needed Jesus, you know, for those oh, spirits Lord. that were strong. She wanted demonic. to be that. Well she doesn't have that she power. She was his Jesus. Wow, we got so much more to talk to y'all about today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you better stay away from the easy. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Remember, we said on the three P's here it's praise, politics, and pop culture. And you know, it's your boy. I'm your host, Cody. This is Dominique. Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and love, love on people. people. Wait, 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 wait. Serena that one. I'm trying to work the music, okay? Y'all give me a pass. I'm trying to work the music. She was looking for your leadership. Hey, y'all, we all start that again. I am your host, Jay. This is Cody. This is Dom. And this is Serena. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud. Laugh out loud. And love on people. We'll be right back, y'all. I'm not going to say boom, what's happening, family, because that's not my line. But welcome back, family, to KCOH TV, The Boots. I am your host, Jay. This is Cody. This is Dom. And this is Serena. And this is the show Cody and Crew. And this is a Cody and Chris. See, black folks always want to try to come and reinvent and mess it up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, was, I really want to. You know, that was perfect. You know, you know, I don't usually do the intro. That was perfect. Everybody, everybody else perfect. usually does it. But um, can we just throw it in? This is the show we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love, love on people. Damn. What, is, what did you just say? Love on purpose. Get out of here. Bye. Let's get the door for you. I'm loving on purpose. She's loving on purpose. It all makes sense. We love on people and love on purpose. We'll take it, all right? Uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show about 
14 minutes left uh, before the top of the 10 o'clock hour. And we just want to talk, and it's so funny how we're going to leave the show talking about dance, talking about sex. So, so. Wow. <laughs> the last no, show of the year. That's right. so let's painful. Go. Let's go. We can talk about it. Uh, so Dominique wants to lead us uh, in to talk about the COVID and the viruses and uh, currently where we are as far as suffering in our city. So something that we also we would talk about is the fact that there are brawls that are happening on these airplanes right now. Right. And there was an insane brawl on a Delta flight mm -hmm. um, from LA to Memphis. And there was a man who was drinking and had been loud and he was only wearing his mask sporadically and it upset a whole bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking and I said, you know, this conversation about masks and air, airlines and flights, it just seems to me that it really comes down to one, I think a lot of it is cultural. It's people who can't understand sacrificing for a greater good. Uh, and I think it's a very selfish thing. I think we're going to look at the most deaths this year as a result of people just not being willing to make a sacrifice, not being able to see beyond how they feel. Are you that person, Dominique, that if someone is not wearing the mask around you, you're offended? No. I'm not offended, but I do take note. You know, if someone is unwilling, right? You're on an airplane, you're somewhere that they require masks. If you're not willing to do that, you shouldn't go. You know, you should respect Be how people feel. At this point, knowing how many people have lost families, eradicated families, you should be respectful of their viewpoint, and I don't like that. But what if somebody comes to you and they say, uh, well, I'm not obligated to wear a mask because, you know, well, before you even ask that question, I want to ask, Dominic, have you ever had to actively tell someone to put their mask on? Yes. So you've what was their response? What was his, his they put it on. They, put, they it on. put it on. So they have a clear understanding that the, the requirement is there and the reason the requirement is there. I just think a lot of people just don't do it because they want to, they believe that if you're telling them to put a mask on, that's violating their rights and they, they you know, they're being targeted for some reason. I mean, the only reason we would be promoting to put your mask on is so that, you know, we take we everybody around lives. us. Yeah, yeah, put everybody around us, make sure everybody around us is secure, you know, and make sure that that the virus that is currently spreading right now, that even if, you know, even if you know the government isn't doing everything that they possibly can to put, put, us, put us all in a position where we can get past it, at least, you know, you putting the mask on and everybody putting the mask on, you know, pushes up pushes us a little further. You know what I mean? It it propels us a little better. Whereas if you just don't put a mask on and you just you just want to be wrong and strong, I think that's the very the big term, wrong and strong. All right. So for so Serena, let me ask you this, and I get right back to you, Jay. Do you are you the person to wear your mask in every place out in public? Absolutely. I will say this. I will say this. Um, it's one thing to, I don't know, have y'all all been on a plane before? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. You guys have been on a plane. And I mean, there's different types of planes, but your basic economy fare plane now. Um, not a lot of space. Like, there's just not a lot of, it's like three seats. It's like three seats on either side and everybody's close together. Right. So for somebody to take their mask off and they're like coughing or it's just like, I can understand if you're taking a drink or something, but like literally I was on a flight, uh, I was on a flight in the beginning of this year and somebody kept pulling that mask down and was coughing and it's just like, hold on, we in the middle of a pandemic and you pulling down your mask to cough. Like that's the point of having right. the mask, mask on. on. <laughs> right. So it's like, it's, 
if you're outside, it's one thing to be outside. You're just going for a walk or something, and you put, like take your basketball because it's we're in Texas. It gets hot. But if you're like in close proximity, like malls, airplanes, like if you're in a vehicle with somebody, like if you're somewhere where there's close proximity and we're like in a a pandemic, keep your mask on. Like you don't know, and that's the thing, COVID, you're not, you can be asymptomatic. So it's important to come have on. your mask on. You could have COVID and not even know it, but then somebody else could come up, you know, symptomatic, very symptomatic, fever and coughing and all that stuff. So I think it really depends on where you're at. Like if you're in the park and it's spread out, yeah, social distancing, um, you don't really have to wear a mask. But like and that's my thing. Yeah, they give you an option. If you're in a mall, option. if you're in like a grocery store and you're in close proximity, there's lines and people are not social distancing. Like there's only so much room there is for people. Like there's only so much room in a store when there's a lot of people. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I'll show you with that, Serena. You know, and it's not so much about where you are, but it's more so about who you are around. Mm -hmm. You know, like she said, in close proximity with people. If you are within six feet of someone, you need a mask on, bro. And it's just simple as that, you know? And it's not only for yourself, but you're protecting the lives of others. And so when you refuse to wear your mask, when you refuse to put on your mask, it's almost like you're inconsiderate, you know? And it's disrespectful when you don't consider the lives of somebody else. I'm gonna take it a little further. I Go. feel like it's disrespectful because now that I'm really thinking about it, now that we're having a conversation, and you brought up a very great point that I did not see it mm -hmm. from that perspective at all. Think about it like this. if. They're giving you the option to be six feet away and not have to wear a mask. And you invade that six feet of somebody who has a mask on and you don't have a mask. You're disrespecting somebody's space. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. Right? Absolutely. Period. Yeah. That's their right. personal space. You right. Know? Yeah. And now if, if it's confirmed that six feet away is what's needed to, you know, without a mask, that, that, that's totally fine. We're not saying you have to wear a mask. But if you're within six feet of somebody, you need to have a mask on. It's considered to just yeah. wear your mask. Here's a question. Do y'all think I was reading that um, what's his name? Who's our guy? Fauci was saying that he thinks masks are going to be the way from here on out on airlines. And mm -hmm. so since there was a bra on the air, if you have flown recently, there's always tension on the airplane from someone who don't want to wear the mask. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like It'll it's going to stay? I will. I feel, no, wait, let me ask. What's your question? Do you think masks on airplanes are here to stay? And if so, do you think it's going to cause tension on flights forever? Okay, it's so a double part question. Yes to both of that, you know, um, because because we have to now live with COVID, we'll always have to now live with a mask, all right? And then the B clause of that, do I think it'll always be tension? Yeah, because people, everybody is selfish, you know? Everybody is inconsiderate and wanted to be their own way. Mm -hmm. And with that, you just kind of negate and, you know, you don't, you don't, so take, you don't consider anyone else's feelings. Let me you know. say, let me say this. I feel as though masks, masks have been looked down upon for a while. Like people, you go to other countries and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and people wear masks with no problem. Like even if you had a common yeah. cold, a mask, a mask was something that you wear. But here, when people see a mask, they're like, ugh. Like they look at you as like an like a, an infection, like a walking and it's infection. it's like for some of you, some of you need the mask. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, yeah. some of you need the mask, not even just to protect COVID, but because you got some other things going on. You know, you got too much pimples and too much stuff going on. Even just pull a mask. Baby. Now here's a question. How much of that, how much of our view of the mask is the way that our government at the time rolled it out? Whether it was Trump, whether it was CDC, do you feel like if as a whole our leadership That's looked at the mask differently that our whole country would look at it Absolutely. differently? Absolutely. Absolutely. Had our leadership, whether it was the CDC or the president at the time, 
have they all approached masks differently with all of us approach the masks? Can I answer first? Okay. Yes. Let me, let me, and the reason behind that is, is just like with parents, you know? When parents wanted their kids to eat the broccoli on the plates with dinner but before they get the dessert, they'll make, you know, make it into smiley faces and, you know, make it look all pretty. Present. So Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, when I, so long story short, with them being our government, that's what we lean to. It's, a, it's, 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 it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. So if you say, if you give it to us the wrong way, if you, you know, if you say we have to do it, if it, if it just comes off wrong, how else are we going to receive it? So yes to your question. But the problem here was, it was, it was never said to us. A lot of information about this virus, not, not even, a lot of information was withheld. Okay. We found out, we gotcha. found out a lot of information five, six months into the whole pandemic when everything should have been closed. When, when that first broke out. And which they were, they give us a they were very wishy-washy. They were very wishy-washy about, remember, first the CDC said you don't need to wear masks, don't go buy them, and mm. then they went and changed it. Now it's a wave, and I was waves to wave. have a mask now. Yeah. Now it's a wave to get designs on masks now. But if that was presented firsthand. And they started it. If kids seen that firsthand, if adults, adults? seen that firsthand. Adults? kids, adults. You know, like. It would have been. It would have been completely different. It would have been. A it became more of a game. political war than it should have. Like, a, uh, you have the Republicans like, hey, like the mask thing is BS. But then the Democrats are kind of like trying to enforce it. You know, people are gonna ride for their uh, their party, their yeah. political right. party. Right. So I feel like if both parties were eliminated from the entire yeah, I feel situation, like if it became less of a political thing and more of a humanity type exactly. uh, more of a humanitarian outlook on it it became a political outlook like right away like like the republicans like no like no don't put your mask on and then the democrats like hey put your like put your mask on like the mask like doing mask mandates yeah. and stuff like that it became a political war overnight mm -hmm. same thing with the vaccines but that was, it was just I guess so. It's um, the root of people fighting about it. Yeah, same thing with the vaccines. Like, also, people were just like, it became a whole political thing. It just should have been a humanitarian type mm -hmm. situation. So, that's my take on it. I think if we had a different <laughs> president in office when it started, it would have been looked at totally different. You know, like, the Probably. height of our division mm -hmm. was already so high. My, my biggest thing about this is I would never get over the fact that they waited months to finally start closing things. Yeah, yep. which is, which is, which didn't yeah. give us a chance to prepare. And what ha I think what happened is all the choices that were made became party lines because instead of just looking at it like this communal thing we all have an issue about, mm -hmm. you had your federal government who approached it one way, and then the only had like you said your local governments, your local democratic government to try to override it. So it made it political where. I mean, Donald Trump invalidated science, right? Mm -hmm. He's the one, like, don't listen to the CDC, don't listen to those people who, sure, maybe they are liberal, but it's not something we ever really politicize. Mm -hmm. right? We never politicize the idea of science. We never, I think it has been, but we never had to act on it. And then you have a pandemic where everyone has to take a side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, do I take the side of science? Or facts? And, and, and then you make these things that are all objective, subjective, right? Well. I'm not gonna take the vaccines, I don't trust them, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, if we had a government that, I bet if the government, if we had competent leadership from the very beginning, if our right. government had said, this is why this vaccine can come out so early, but I don't think they wanted to. I don't. I think the federal government wanted, they wanted the chaos we got, right? You had yeah. to make, you were dealing with Trump's ego and fighting all of that, him not wanting to take the blame and just not being real. If they come out with a campaign explaining the vaccine, Right, this part of the vaccine, the part that the efficacy is at its root, 
something that never changes, right? If we're gonna cure a virus, it's always there. The part for the COVID-19 may have been more developed in the last few years, right? The base of this medicine is something we've been working on for over 10 years, and right. we know it. Had they been able to explain those things, so many people's worries would have been different, you yeah. know? It's gonna stay a political problem because it's gonna be, it's now it's a matter of now, that's how Joe Biden got into office. Now yeah. it's a matter of which political party's handling it better. And so it's just- handling it. <laughs> Don't ask my opinion on that. I have, I plead the fifth, but, um, <laughs> Definitely, it's now a political problem, like, all around, and it's less of... Yeah, it's a political problem all around, and it's just going to stay that way. Mm -hmm. And the political parties have no problem. They're not even going to try to clear it up because it's that's just what it is now. When they're on the up, it's going to be good. Yeah, and then when it comes time to vote and stuff like that, that's going to play a, a big part in, okay, so how did they handle the pandemic? How did they handle... So that's what got Joe Biden into office. Everybody was like, okay, well, let's see what the Democrats could do. And that's how the Democrats got into office. And we're seeing what's going on firsthand while the Democrats are in office. We saw one happened. dollar. Yeah, we saw what happened under the Republicans. So it's just a matter of, it's a war, like a political war now. It's, that's sad. It's crazy. It shouldn't be because people's lives, people are dying. And so it's many lives. People are dying. A lot of people are dying. People are getting sick. People are dying. But it's like, okay, well, we're trying to get the office 2024. So, Fauci said that they're going to be, that by March, we could get to the point of having like a thousand or 1,300 deaths a day. Oh, that's insane. That is insane. Off yeah. watching it, but we are too exhausted. I don't see them closing anything. Oh, no, they're not going to close anything uh, we, Is anything closing down? Nope. You think nope. so? Nope. Ever again? Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I do believe it'll happen again. I know. I believe it'll happen again. I will. That, I do. That's a, that's and, a and third you know why? Because of the, because, because of the Because of the the race war. I mean, not the race war. The uh, Democrat versus... Republican? Yeah, I, I truly it's, believe the that The Democrats are going to try to prove themselves there up. There you go. They're going to try to there prove themselves up and say, okay, well... Well, this is well, what we Under the Republicans, this is what happened when they did their shutdown. Let's do a shutdown. And, and let's, let's, do let's see. Let's do it differently. Let's see what happens. They're going to try to do something more. One up. They're going to prove them... They're going to try to prove themselves to be efficient. That's something that could happen. That's a that's a good that's a good take that's a good take. Yeah, I, I believe take. that they'll try to one up <laughs> Republicans mm-hmm. because it's been going on for so many years. Yeah, they're always gonna try to they always trying to. Obama put other. something into place. Trump comes in office and takes it down. All I know is he need to put some money in place. If right. we gotta do any of this, you gotta give me some money. You gotta give me some money. Right. <laughs> First of all, these student loans. I have, I'm trying so hard to get a podcast episode out because I'm trying to. I have to learn a little bit more. I want to explain the history of student loans mm-hmm. and explain how you gonna try to get me to pay my student loans back and we got coronavirus still. Right. Um. It's like they. I saw somewhere he extended it till May. But first. forget him for that. Like, I d- cancel him. Can't, of all the people to worry about, how you gonna worry about us? I saw something on Twitter. Everybody was like, "So nobody's been paying student loans for a year, and we're still afloat." Some, so we, somebody's saying, so, "Somebody's not telling us something." You don't need them. You don't need this money from us. <laughs> somebody's not telling us something. We haven't paid student loans in a year now. <laughs> I think that Joe Biden better be careful. He talked about how he wants to run again. A lot of people are not. You gonna, not I don't I'm think not he's, gonna, he's not gonna have no. that. He's gonna be a one term. No. Unfortunately, we're gonna see a lot of one term. It's not unfortunate. He can go. I mean, well, <laughs> wow. Um, well, it's because of how he's handling certain things. I mean, a lot of people are not happy. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that he has handled already, I mean, 
could have been pushed to the back burner, honestly. That's how I feel. Like, I feel that's like the thing. They're going to say what they need to say to get into office, but it doesn't mean it's going to be ex- it's gonna, It doesn't mean it's going to get executed. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean it's going to get done. Yeah. And a lot of time, a lot, what a lot of people don't know is it's not the president that makes these things. Everything got to go through Congress. So if Congress is not messing with it, then it's only so much the president could do. You and know? I was saying that as well, which is why I don't place full responsibility on him. Yeah. Because if Joe Biden could walk up on the podium and say, I want this to happen, and can go and sign something that makes make sure that it can happen, that's completely different from him getting up on stage and saying, I want to do this and I have to do this, yeah. and going to Congress with something and then Congress turning it down. Because then it, it's the, then it just makes like Congress is in control, you know? Yeah. It's, he, he has power, but only to an extent. So, so it makes you wonder what's place. the point. It makes you wonder what's the point of the president. Right. Congress makes this yeah, like the president. Yeah, but he could try. He could sign a couple executive orders. Well, it, I mean, well, is his trying? Cut my. What if his trying is standing on stage off. here nah. and telling us that give that's what he's going to go for? Give me some money, and take away my student loan. <laughs> he said he was going to cancel ten thousand racks for everyone. I just don't see how that's everybody on Earth is not rich. Let's talk about that. Be, There's enough trees on the planet. Capitalism. Capitalism. Because <laughs> we can all be rich. Like, trees grow every day. If that's what you're making money off of, them trees that's growing. That's the thing. Everybody can be rich, but not everybody could, A, afford the knowledge to become rich. Not everybody just... Well, that's the main thing. Like, not everybody has access to the resources that can make you a rich person. Because they don't want you to have it. What you mm. talking about? That's mm. how capitalism... In the, yeah. Capitalism doesn't work that way everywhere, but capitalism in this country is built off of... The beginning of this country started with an entire group, us, who were brought to this place to boost the economy. We built this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So this democracy, this you know, democracy, capitalism we have in this country, it is built on someone starving because that is how it's always been, right? Mm-hmm. Since slavery, what what ideology have we ever changed? And so, if if you built it with your economy and your workforce never getting paid you're going to always have to create an economy where someone doesn't the win of the barrel. someone and so Someone's that means less education yeah, yeah we're not going to educate y'all kids because we don't want your kids educated and get the same thing our kids can get because we need somebody to go work down there yeah. we need somebody as the foundation Someone yeah, gotta employees. be the bottom. We need employ. We need employees. We yeah. need employees and we need people to be bottom barrel employees because this country was not built on creating an economy where everyone is has the same has access. The same advantage. You don't right. want everyone to have the same access. You that want some people sense. you want some people to struggle. Capitalism requires someone to struggle. It just does. And so, you know, when you look at it that way, it's like I think what's gonna happen with Joe Biden is you have these very progressive Democrats, right? AOC from New York, you got all these people who are really about that life, mm-hmm. who are looking at him like you're not really about that life. Gotcha. And they are already looking at him like, forget you're de- you're a Democrat and a Republican. If I gotta be a socialist, I'm gonna be that. I want my people to be equal. I think you'll see a lot of younger uh, Democrats come up. They don't rock with Joe. I have a topic. I want to uh, not really a topic, <laughs> but how do y'all feel about what do y'all think the age the age get uh, the age limit should be in the White House? Whatever it is, Joe's exceeded it. <laughs> A lot of people online were saying, like, they need to retire the same time as regular people. How do y'all feel about it? I feel like, I don't think, um, I think they need to clean out the White House. I think they need to. Great questions, Serena, you know. 
Because when you, you know, we were just talking about Jerry, you know? And so when you think about it, when you think, when you think of it, I know, I know. When you think of it, he's a big hero. Mm -hmm. Nobody's scared of Jerry. No, I'm just playing Jerry. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm afraid. Okay? I'm, JP, I'm, I'm I am. Afraid, Jerry. We're afraid. JP. We didn't say the entertainment. And JP <laughs> said, I have some respect on your name. Don't I'm not over there. Yeah, so that's a really great question, you know. That's a, and I don't want to say yes, and I don't want to say no, because, you know, when you consider how much power you have when you step into that role as the President of the United States, Dominique, it's not something as small as running KCOH Studios. So it's like... Do you need somebody who's, you know, at the right age, current, relevant, to run the United States? Mm -hmm. You know? Maybe you so need I some kinda, seasoning. I think a little bit of flavor, yeah, mm -hmm. but not, you know, whole over-seasoned. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we like, have a lot of, I think there needs to be more. Of our age group. There needs know? to be more millennial. Um, yeah. So that we can more relate. More millennials in the, yeah, for sure. For I, sure. I mean, if y'all remember Barack? He was the youngest. Yeah. People were looking at him like he was an infant in the yeah. world of running for president. Yeah, and at least he'd been in Congress. He'd done a couple things. Yeah. Look, I don't know if y'all know how old. I don't know if y'all know how old JFK was when he got. Was it JFK? Yeah, JFK got was when he got into office. He was like in his thirties, I believe. Just a beautiful so. thing. It's a beautiful thing to be at that age, you know, because I feel like as at I don't know how do you feel in your thirties? Do you feel like you're at your prime? Do you feel like you still have some time, like some? Oh, I'm just kidding. I know I'm just getting started. Yeah. I think my twenties. You feel like you can run the world where you are now? Uh, I feel. <laughs> I feel like I have more wherewithal. I feel like in my twenties, I grew up. I grew but, into my adulthood. Now it's like. I think what the 30s are probably going to represent is like actively living in that adulthood. So yeah, I think it's when I don't think I'm ready to Manage be a president. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I think I think we all have enough opinions now. We've, we our eyes are open enough to know what's going on, you know, for us to even consider somebody from this day and age yeah. to be in office. You know, yeah. there's too much going on, and social media is in its prime. Like you see everything. Everything yeah. gets. You know, put out there, broadcasting. Yeah, so it's like it's not like you can miss some of the biggest topics. You know, it's not like you can, but it's like the joke. These the presidents that we have now, they're so caught up on things that they have to fix from decades ago that they're not focused on a lot of the problems that have been occurring, occurred up to now, and have accumulated over time. 100%. So every time a president comes in office, they're just cleaning up the last president's mess. One hundred percent. You know what I mean? And 100. it doesn't give them the uh, uh, a door to like you know invest in the new generation. So it's like we try like that's why TikTok's as big as like how it is, and so many different things are transpired through these apps and through these things because the government doesn't have the you know the reach to tell everybody now. Now they just have it's a race war between you know COVID and it's. A whole bunch of other things that you know, are not totally, really centered around our. I totally agree with what you, what, what you say, you know, but it's also about um, the presidents prior to, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the weight that Joe has taken on now is because of you know people that was in tenure and that was in position prior to him running. Right. So it's not like he can just as he, once he steps into the role do away with it. it right. It's like he, he can't, you know, he has to. And I'm, and I'm sure he's he understands that, which is why he even ran for election. You know, mm. he he very well understands the load and the responsibility 
um, that being the president of these United States entails. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that he was Can very I say? Of course. I think Joe Joe Biden represents the quintessential public servant, and that's something you do have to give him. So? Yes. Okay. He has been. Why? Because he has served in office and his communities yeah. for probably right. longer than all of us that. have been alive. Yes. Yeah. He's been in Congress long and long then long. on top of that, he was next to Obama for eight years. And those are those, but that, right, right. Un, but what I mean about servant is something that I think, and this is where generationally, right, young people and older millennials, we can even see things different. Is like there is something to be said about someone being a public servant, and why you want someone like that to be your president, because mm -hmm. they understand what it means to serve yeah. someone like Trump like that's never been his concern and that's why there's so many things that required empathy that he missed and nice that was well <laughs> said that's well said yeah. without love that. him that was the best way to love that it. yeah you know it's not his concern right and so when you want the businessman in office that's that is great yeah you're going to get a lot of things done in your finances but you're not going to get someone who understands people i think when you're talking about TikTok, what you're getting at and what anyone who is going to be a successful president has to get. And this thing is why a lot of our OGs and a lot of old heads are not it. Oh, answer. Uh, I think what we're seeing is you need someone who has empathy and can touch and understand that because of TikTok and because of how we communicate, we need someone who's going to be real. Because mm -hmm. we don't live for the 6 o'clock news to see the president up front anymore, right? At the mm -hmm. podium, we're looking for someone who's going to talk to us, right? Mm -hmm. AOC from New York is so prolific because she's going to get on live and tell people, this is what we talked about in Congress today. This is what we voted on. This is why you should care. Like A lot of people don't connecting. like this, this, this lady right I'm about to say right here, but every time I see it, she's talking to the people that support her. Candace Owens. I mean... She's, no matter how you feel about it, she's, she's in touch she's with the people that are around her. Which is why we re her we require that now. Yeah. We require connection from our politicians in a different way. It allows us to know that they're real. Right. Whether she's even real or not, the fact that she's talking about something they care about and talking directly to them, and that's why I think Joe and your traditional politician is going to continue to fail because the more y'all young kids, y'all got all these things that connect us more and more, we're looking for someone who's going to just be real. I don't need you to be fancy and market. I want 100%. you to tell me what's up. 100%. And that's where we're going to see a big shift more and more and more in our politics because if you are under 30, you're looking for someone to keep it real. If you're above, you're looking for that establishment on both sides, regardless of who you know who you vote for. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. Just like Serena said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have to remove the political thing from this mask. It has nothing to do with politics. It all has to do with, you know, the health and the wealth of mankind, you know. Well, we are just, just wear your mask, okay? Just go ahead and wear your mask. If you're within six feet, I if you know, right, if you if, if you're within six feet of someone else, go ahead and wear your mask. To if somebody, yeah, if somebody asks you to put your mask on, put that mask on. Put that mask on. And then, if somebody asks you to put the mask on, just be polite and put the mask on. You're not going to be around them for the rest of the day, but for the time being that you are around them, just be considerate, you know, because you will want somebody to do the same for you. All right, that's all we have for you this Sunday. Any closing or final remarks you guys want to leave the people with? Y'all be encouraged this week. I'll go ahead and start. Y'all be encouraged this week. As I share with you, I lost my grandmother, somebody who was very, 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 very dear to me. She is, I am who I am because of who she is. You know, she talks, she, she, every, so, and I won't talk about that too long because I don't want to get mushy, but 
I say that to say, take care of your people, okay? Cherish the people that you are around, your loved ones, the people that mean so much to you and the people that don't mean so much to you, you know? You just always want to take care of those people and just cherish them while they are here. New Year starts this, basically this week, this next Saturday. Um, any goals that you have, I would say, take them on. Don't wait till the, don't wait, you shouldn't even wait until now, but since we're here at the beginning of the year, I think it's the best time to start fresh, um, you know, step out differently and accomplish, you know? Yeah. Everything, list everything that you want to do and accomplish it one by one. Manifest it. Manifest. Definitely. Just piggybacking off of what Justin said, manifest it for sure. Like you, every day is not promised. So definitely go out there, be the best you. For sure, yeah. for sure. I love that. Be the best you. Be the best you. I was going to say, I got to tweak on that. I, I was going to say slow down and reflect. Uh, in a season that has been achievement, achievement, and we're always going, I think the beginning of the year makes people want to go hard. Mm. And you got to go hard, but you have to go inward first. And mm. so I say take this week to reflect, to get as close to yourself so that you can get as close to God as possible. Come on. And you can reflect and have a clear space with which to move forward. Because I think when we go and we go and we're getting it, we're getting it, we're not always satisfied with ourselves. And so I think people gotta take time to really sit and be proud of the fact that you're here and you're surviving and you have family, you got your people, so that you can then go forward mm -hmm. and accomplish and manifest. But you should manifest from a peaceful place. Right. And if you haven't taken time to rest yet, that's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. So rest. Wow. You got rest. Amen. That was well said, too. Very well, well said. This, this has been a well put together like, sure. conversation. Yeah, I love yeah. this. Yeah. 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 I'm woke up at 6.30, so That's I'm really crazy. glad we all did this. <laughs> right. Because, you know, we, all of us are here, you know, very smart, you know, very smart and intellectual. And um, I'm grateful for y'all being here. Thank y'all again for saying yes and being here last minute, you know, to fill in for eight. She's out sick. And then also to fill in for AJ because he's out sick. And then y'all, because y'all are sick, I know y'all listen, doesn't mean, y'all bring y'all back here next Sunday, all right? No, I'm just playing. We love y'all, okay? Y'all join us every single Sunday. Yeah, go, like, just like Dominique said, y'all feel better, okay? Um, Jerry P. Beasley said you cannot return to the station until you have a negative COVID test, so we'll stand by that, which is why you're not here today. Praise God. So until you get that negative COVID test, uh, we won't see you here. But we love you. Love you from a distance. Y'all continue to wear the mask. If you want to catch a replay of today's show, it will be readily available. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you can get your podcast, wherever you can buy and stream your podcast. All right. That's all I have for y'all today. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Until next Sunday, I'm your host, Cody. This is Dom. This is Serena. This is Jay. And this is the Cody and Crew, the show where we live out loud, laugh out loud, and, and love, love on people. people. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next Sunday.